Uh, I suspect many listening to or, or reading this message will be sitting on the fence, which is the title of this one. You're looking at everything that's being said, understanding it, but you're reluctant to plunge in and experience it because you don't know what that would mean. You're sitting on the fence. You're worried about what you might have to give up or lose. Beloved, there is nothing that you will be asked to surrender that hasn't been given to you in the first place. He is the source of all things. David recognised this in his prayer of dedication of the temple, 1 Chronicles 29, 14, NIV. Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We've given you only what comes from your hand. Comes the time when we have to recognise he is the source of everything. Everything comes from his hand, who we are, what we say we own, our families, everything comes from one source and one only, him. We came into the world with nothing and we leave the same way and while we're here we steward everything and own nothing. When we own it, we seek to possess and control it, mine. We reach for it, grasp it and hold it. When we open our hand, we release everything back to the one who gave it. He in turn gives back, good measure, pressed down, running over into our laps. But first, we need to let go. That's why some of you are sitting on the fence right now. You, you're not even counting the cost, you're just fence sitting. Because it's all about letting go. Ah, letting go, there's the rub. The fact is, unless you taste and see that the Lord is good, unless you experience him for yourself, you'll remain on that fence thinking about it until it's too late. Sooner or later, like the Israelites, what a lovely object lesson they are, something will need to jerk you out of your reverie. Isaiah had it right when he said to them in Isaiah forty twenty six. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his power and the strength of his might. Not one is missing. The gaze of the people had dropped. Their thoughts of God and his majesty had gone. They looked only on useless idols. They were in darkness and decline. They looked to the nations around them for help and found none. They worshipped idols who couldn't speak. They'd left their first love, the one who loved them first and brought them out of Egypt into a land of plenty. It's so easy for us to be the same. If we persist in living from the old stock, Adam, we get into a routine, quiet time, daily reading, prayer list, something to be got over so you can get on with the day. Sooner or later we're fine, we're starved, we no longer sense him or expect to, we know we don't really communicate with him and now we're nervous to try. We no longer stretch ourselves or take risks in God. Instead, we look for safety, doing just as those around us. Captive to the culture, we walk in suspicion, fearing the same things as they do. So we store up for the future in case some disaster should strike. Luke 10, 3 and 4 in the Passion. Now off you go. I'm sending you out even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. You won't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone 
and don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. And they left all and followed him. It's the normal Christian life, beloved. The normal Christian life. <laughs>